Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, Hello and welcome to episode 97 of Tendy Talk, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the BLPA Podcast Networks. I'm your host Joe, better known as Wash Up Goalie on social media. This week I chat with Sam Mantini of the Puck Stops Here social media presence. Sam and I have been social media friends for a few years and his game highlight videos influenced me to produce my own. So without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Sam. Sam, hey, good to see you, bud. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of fun to actually connect and talk face-to-face. I mean, we've been, uh, I would say, social media friends for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's been such a crazy last few, I would even say like last six, eight months has been crazy for me. Um, So yeah, it's been, I'm glad to finally get back into things. Yeah, so (laughs) yeah, you've had a crazy six plus months because you're from Toronto, you moved to the States and now you're back in Toronto. Uh, Correct. Yeah. (laughs) Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, okay. Basically what happened was I was working with a company. I still am. um, But basically we needed to build an office down in Boise, Idaho. And so I went down there and during the summer and we basically just built this office um, for Mm -hmm. video production and stuff like this for one of our main clients. And, you know, after being there for a little while, I realized, like, I just really want to be back home because for me, like, home is where my family is. It's where I get to play hockey. It's where I get to do all these cool, amazing things. Um, And although I loved everything I was doing in Boise, Idaho, it's just, it just didn't feel like home. So that's where I'm back. (laughs) Right. And and let's not um, glance over the fact that it was Boise, Idaho. Yeah, it's not like you were going to Chicago or Minneapolis or 
you know, one, there, there was a lot more hockey to be played or two, there was a lot more to do. Boise, yeah. I hear it's beautiful. I hear it's a great place to visit, um, but it takes a special person to move there and stay there. Yeah, it was, you're right. It hundred percent was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. There was like no traffic, which was nice. Like it was definitely a small town vibe, which is beautiful. But for me, especially when it comes to the hockey world, there literally is only two rinks and one of them you have to be on like on the um, uh, they're called the Steelhead. So I think they're a farm team for I forget which NHL team, but like yeah. so I'm not on that team. And the other t- like the other arenas far away, it just is not conducive for hockey. That's for sure. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the guys I just had on the podcast, Justin Carlson, I believe he spent some time playing for the Steelheads. Uh, oh, no way. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, he, he was a fun one to have on because I, I coached him when he was a senior in high school. Um, yeah, yeah. But as, I, awesome. as I said on that episode, I got on the ice and saw he he was pretty good. So I, I wasn't going to do much to uh, mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with all my guests, I like to talk about how you got into the sport. Now, I know because I've done the little write up on the blog and everything. But, you know, how how did you get started in the game of hockey? Yeah, so I think I have to give credit where credit's due. I think it 100% came from my mom's love for the sport. So she grew up watching, you know, the Blue Jays playing baseball and then playing the Leafs playing hockey. And so growing up, I just was always watching hockey with her. And then, you know, especially in Toronto, when you grow up, whenever there's a pond that's frozen, the moment you are old enough to skate, you get your first pair of skates and you just go. So I think it just it was a natural progression for me to go from just skating for fun into playing hockey. But it's interesting when I became a goalie, it was within the first, second year that I was playing the first year is everybody's just a player. You're learning how to skate. And then from there you join like house league where now like there's refs and there's actual teams and everyone got the opportunity to be a goalie. So I was like, okay, cool. And I kept, playing and they would keep asking who wants to be goalie and I would always say I do I like it I want to keep playing and so I eventually just kept playing in net for whatever reason I think I also have to give credit to like Dominic Hasek Curtis Joseph Patrick Waugh you know those they made it look like the coolest position in the sport and so I think I just kept playing because I enjoyed it wanted to mimic them and then in uh, we went to the championship finals in my house league first season, and we played the undefeated black team, who they were just the best. My best friend was on the team who he would score all their goals, and uh, he ended up showing me his move of what he would do on a breakaway. We go into shootout. We end up winning because I stopped him, who was their best player, and uh, we won in a shootout, and I think that solidified me as a goaltender. Is like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's always fun to play against friends, too. I remember when I was in grade school, there were only two of us from my grade school that played hockey, and we played for different associations. And there was that one game where it's like, wait a minute, we're playing each other. Um, And we were buddies. You know, we got along great, but it was like, okay, we're, we don't like each other today. Like even in, <laughs> it was, it was a school day and we're like not looking at each other. Our friends like, what's wrong? They're like, I don't like them today. They're like, why not? It's like, <laughs> Cause I'm playing them. You know, it, yeah. it was just kind of one of those things. And you know, it, it, our playing each other didn't affect the outcome like your game, but it was yeah. it's just kind of fun sometimes when you play your buddies and the, that rivalry comes out amongst you where it's like, Oh you yeah. Gotta, you gotta be the, the victor for sure. 
Yeah, um, I think he regrets. We literally like the weekend before, the couple days before, we were playing on his driveway, and he's like, "Oh, let me show you the move." And it's glove side. I'm like, "Okay." And then literally exact same move goes glove side. I I stopped it. And at the time, so I was just borrowing equipment from the league, right? When you're that small, the glove didn't even close. If you, I have VHS of it. You just see my hand stop, and the puck just fall right down. But either way, <laughs> it was a glove. It was a glove save in my in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you stopped it. That's all that matters. Yeah. And I love that it was your mom that got you into the game and yeah. uh it was really awesome to see your instagram reel the other night and that you know you're back home and you two got to go to a leafs game together and that that was just yes. awesome um yeah it, it, i don't know who had the bigger smile on their face you or your mom though <laughs> um, it, i i think she probably did yeah she's missed me <laughs> yeah it, and as i sent you the message it was um it really warmed my heart to see that because it was on the six-month anniversary that my mom passed away and it was just i could see you know, you guys were excited because you were at the Leafs game, but I could see in the faces that it, the excitement was because you were together at the Leafs yes. game, not because it was. So it was really it. Uh, it made me smile that day. So that that was fun. And um, I do. I I'm sorry, and my condolences for your loss. Because yeah, I my mom and I have a really tight connection, especially around the sport and and my whole life. Like she was the one taking me to the game. She took yep, me yep. Every, like when I played triple a you know like it was her and i in a car for an hour two hours and we just talked like we actually built hockey built a great relationship with me and my mom because we got so much time together so yeah <laughs> and it i think it was jeff daniels just had a uh, video that kind of went somewhat viral where he was talking about sports are important because of that parent time together of, you know, yes. going to the games, if, if your kids playing travel, spending time in the hotels, um, yeah. you know, I, my son's a baseball player and taking them to practice. I mean, there, there's those stupid little things that happen in the car that make you laugh. And like, he'll bring yeah. them up to my wife and she's like, what you guys are morons. It's like, yeah, but we're, <laughs> we're having fun. And, you know, and then there's been a the few times we've had to go out of town and just those overnight tournaments. It's, it's, it's fun bonding time. And I think back to my youth, you know, with my parents and what it was like, and it's just, yeah, th those yeah. are great memories that you're not going to make any other way. No, there's, there's no substitution for it. And like, I know it's difficult because some kids just don't want to play sports, but like, I truly believe you got to do something where you are involved mm -hmm. with your parents, especially at a young age, because like, I don't have any kids yet, but when I do like, I want to have the ability to like, create these memories but also instill some of the ideas that i have that i think you know that can help them develop as an individual and yep. if you're always just like here's an ipad or go play your video games or like whatever you're not you can never get that time back and that's right. what i've learned and i'm like i'm so grateful for getting into sports and because my mom was into sports like that you know mostly it's usually the dads actually but my dad worked a lot and i thank him for it because it allowed mm -hmm. me to do those things but you know it's it's yeah, I'm truly grateful for the sport and just sports in general, really. Yeah, my, my mom was the one that took me a lot, too, because my dad was a fireman. So every third day he was at the firehouse for 24 yeah. hours. So she was driving me around. I still remember one time I think we were coming back from a practice and we were in a uh, uh, suburb by the name of Allsip on 111th Street. She looked at and we had a minivan. Uh, Chevy Astro, I, I don't, I think it was, I don't know, but it was a minivan. Looks at the yeah. car next to us, and it's my buddy and his mom, and <laughs> they're in a minivan. So we're at this red light, and they 
both just start like revving the gas. Like, all right. <laughs> and the light turns green and both moms just like floor it, drag racing their minivans on the street. And then my mom oh. sees this cop in a uh, parking lot. So she just like slams on the brakes and my teammate, his mom kind of figured out what was up too. So she slams too. It was just so funny that like our moms are racing their minivans down the street after, oh after practice. I mean, th- those are the memories you don't get any other way though. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. The minivan, we had one too. I think it was like the go- <laughs> you needed your hockey equipment and a minivan. That's the only way. Cause the carpooling and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, I loved it. I had one teammate. I think he was one of like seven kids, but his brother also played hockey and he was a goalie. So his parents had the conversion van and okay. they would typically give rides to a couple of us uh, to games when needed. But it was funny yeah. because you know, as a kid in the nineties, at least in Chicago, there was this thing where like, there were these thin strips of uh, stickers of what high school you went to and you'd put them in your back window. Well, each of their kids went to a different school. So (laughs) except for the two boys, the two boys went to the same school. So like they just had all of these, you know, stickers lined up on their windows. Like, are you advertising for the entire Catholic league? What's going on? (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Oh Um, man. So you, you get started playing the game uh, for obvious reasons. You were born in Toronto. You didn't have a choice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then because they make you try the position at the young level, you're like, yep, this is for me. Um, mm-hmm. How was that progression? You know, obviously in Toronto, the the opportunity to get coaching, you know, goalie specific coaching yeah. at our age was a lot more prevalent, even for me in Chicago. Um, how was it kind of coming up, you know, learning the position? Like you said, we had those great 90s era goalies to emulate. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what was the coaching like for you at that time? Yeah, so I actually really didn't have too much coaching. Like I usually played like select house league. And then when I finally moved my way up to, you know, double A, that's when they finally introduced like, oh, we're going to have a goalie coach for you. But again, like I didn't go outside of the team that I was playing on and looking back, I just was oblivious to how much you can put into it to get Mm -hmm. to the next level. Like I just thought you show up to your games, a scout's going to be there and then, you know, you'll get scouted one day. And that's just not how it worked for me with the coaching. um, Yeah. Like eventually once I made it to triple a, they finally sent me to a designated goalie coach outside of the team. And that was, um, you know, going, working with them, for like weeks on end and then going and actually implementing what I've learned with them in practice and then in game. So I only actually ever had one true goalie coach up until, um, yeah, I played triple a. And then the second goalie coach was Nick DeHaan, who's been helping me as a men's league goalie. So I have mostly self-taught to be honest. Well, and I, I think when we look at, you know, the era we came up in, yeah, we, we didn't have YouTube. The, the oh. internet was in its infancy. I mean, it took five minutes for a web page to load. So, uh, you know, to your point, not knowing that we need to put ourselves out there more or train yeah. more and do stuff on our own, we didn't know because we didn't have that, that knowledge. Uh, we didn't have friends that were doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was just kind of, and even for you in Toronto, I imagine it being the same thing. I mean, the good kids just, they're good and they get noticed. But other yeah. than other than that, it's like we didn't know, we didn't have a fraction of the knowledge kids today have. And and I've often wondered that, and I've talked to my dad about it going, man, if if I were a kid now playing, how much different would it be? You know, 
yeah spend the same amount of money in that you know i i went to the one goalie camp in the summertime which was local um just do that but all of the different resources like youtube in goal um sense arena all of these other things how would that make me a better goalie (laughs) because even as a Blackhawks fan, we couldn't even watch home Blackhawk games. So that was even less hockey for me to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Dollar Bill yeah. works as he was known. He, he had this weird thought that if they put the games on TV, fewer people would buy tickets. So and it was like, no, we would buy <laughs> tickets because we would see the product. So you could only see the, the road games, you yeah. know, and portion of those games are on the West coast, you know, and they're starting after I go to bed. Um, yep. Thank God! Thank God the Hawks had for many many years an amazing uh, announcer Pat Foley, and he did the radio and TV back in those days. So, you know, I, I would fall asleep listening to Pat Foley call Blackhawk <laughs> games. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, I, I often wonder how how much of a better beer league goalie would I be today? Not how much further <laughs> would I have gone, but yeah. how much better of a beer league goalie would I be today if I? Oh yeah, I can't even like it's one of those situations where like we can always look back and and wish and hope but ultimately i think i'm almost grateful you know don't get me wrong if i made it to the nhl that would be an amazing dream and accomplishment but Mm -hmm. like i look back and if it was any other way it would have i think i would have not as enjoyed it because it would have felt like work and not fun and i think like obviously yes nowadays the resources are helpful because you can go Um, but I know once I finally have kids and if they are interested in hockey or any sport, like, I think I got to remember it's supposed to be a game first, but if they show interest and wanting to learn more, doing it virtually with a VR headset or going and getting training, like I want them to be the ones to push it. Like, to be honest, if I look at myself when I was younger, not once did I ever ask my parents, Hey, can I go try out for a triple A team? You know, with the single A and double A that's local, but triple A now you have to go out of your city. Um, And so I was in Bolton, which is north of Toronto, and the closest team was in Richmond Hill, which is about a 45 minute drive. So for our home games being an hour away, that already was, you know, a lot to ask. And so I, I didn't even have that idea of like, oh, I need to go try out for these other teams. But it's interesting. I think if I if I knew that was a possibility, I probably would have maybe been more inclined to do so. But yeah, I it's, it's tough because obviously more resources are great, but also, also I just, I want it to remain fun. So. Yeah, no, that, that that's <laughs> a great point. Cause I think of my, my youth hockey and because dad was fireman and, you know, getting the games would, would be an issue. I never asked to play travel hockey. If I asked to, they probably would have done what they could had to, to make it happen. But it was like house league was fine because yeah. I love the game. I was still playing year round. I was the one asking to play summer hockey and they're like, sure. You don't want to play baseball positive i want to play hockey okay but they they gave me the choice and made sure it was mine um and i know i probably could have made the travel team you know i i actually played a few games for them when you know a goalie was hurt or on vacation it was i was the first one they called all the time so it wasn't until i got to high school hockey where i was essentially playing travel hockey because i was playing on the high school team yeah but in that and then i wound up going on to play college so it's like but I, I had that drive. I had that want. And and yeah. I look at my son, who's a baseball player, and sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, do you want to do these things? Like, you can't just show up to tryouts and think you're ready to go. You got to get ready. And it's like, but I don't want to push him too much, to your point, because I want him to love the game. I, I don't want him to yeah. feel like he, he's, he's being pushed or it's a chore. And 
when I was coaching high school hockey, we had some kids that were really talented, but Mm -hmm. hockey was just a thing for them. They didn't love it the way we did. And, you know, one of the other coaches, he wound up playing division one hockey and minor league hockey and everything. And we were getting ready to play white bear Lake, our big rivalry game. And we had to go into the locker room and get these kids pumped up. And we're like, what is wrong? Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have to talk to them. We should just have to knock on the door and say, fellas, it's time for warmups. But no, we got to go in there and we got to get them warmed up. What is going on here? It was just this different appetite for the game. Yeah, I yeah, I totally could see that because it's true. There are some natural born athletes out there. And I mean, good for yep. them to have that talent. But if they don't have the passion, like I think hard work and be because of the passion, the hard work will always beat talent, no matter mm-hmm. what, because you got to put in that work. And, and yeah, I think growing up, I think this is the key that I've, I'm realizing for when I have, when I finally have kids is like, just communicate and ask like, Hey, do you want to take, do you want to just have fun? Do you want to just do this just whenever yep. on the weekend? Or do you actually want to maybe potentially get to the NHL or anything like that? If that's what you want to do, like I can help you, I can get the resources that you need to help get you to the best possible position um, that you could be in. There's no guarantees, obviously. There's only so many goalies in the league. But like, if you really want to do it, you got to understand it's going to shift from only pleasure to this is going to become somewhat of a job. But let them make that decision as long as they yeah. understand that's what it's going to become. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually why my son didn't play hockey because we don't have house league hockey in Minnesota. Gotcha. Okay. And he's like, that's really how I want to play the game. I don't want to play travel hockey. It's just because yeah. up here, travel hockey is six to eight times a week. You're on the ice. He's like, that's too much for me. I'm like, that's all right, lot. cool. So, you know, he'll play on the pond. We had the backyard rink during COVID and he, he loved that. And it's like, okay, cool. Like do that. Still have a love for the game and not get burnt out. Cause he's, he's seen some of his buddies do that. In fact, that was boy scouts for him. You know, yeah. it was, we're going to do it. And when you, think you're done with it okay we can have that conversation but i don't want you to just be like i'm done because i don't want to go this week you have to so when he was like i'm i'm done with it and it 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 was a bummer because he really liked boy scouts but covid really killed the boy scout experience when you couldn't go camping and then when you could you had to wear a mask at all times even if you were in your tent by yourself is like it's like it's just not fun anymore dad and it's like i get it so that that was when it died for him but uh which is a bummer because they always had the best Christmas trees and now I don't get them anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah. 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 To your point too, is at some point, at some level, it does become more of a job. And I I remember high school kind of started getting that way because it was the nineties. So we weren't as into it in high school as kids are today, but it wasn't until I got to college where it was like that first week on campus, although Tryouts didn't start till October 1st. Captain's practice mm-hmm. started the first week of school. And every single day, Monday, you know, actually it was seven days a week we were going and it was running the bluffs, you know, off ice, on ice. You know, we were on ice for two to three hours a day, but it was yeah. all self-motivated. Um, yeah. it, we wanted to be there. And then when the season started with the coaches, it was a little we were so very, very structured for our captain's practice, but with the coaches, it was a little more structured. Now we're mm-hmm. working on our systems and so we're working on our um, playbooks and everything. But to me, I thought that was fun. 
I, I yeah. couldn't get enough time at the ice rink. It was like, <laughs> if I wasn't in class, I was at the rink. I, I was sitting in the coach's room talking to him. I, I was, yeah. to me, it, it wasn't the work that, you know, maybe some of my teammates saw it was. I think, and that's, that's the thing, like either way, it's going to be work. It's just whether or not you enjoy the work, like mm -hmm. everything in life, everything in life is work, you know, but mm -hmm. it's whether or yeah. not you actually enjoy it. And that's the difference. And that's what will motivate you to keep going. And like, I'll know, like, I know, for example, when I played soccer, I hated every minute of it where I was throwing my shoes. My mom was trying to help me when I was young. I was kicking them off. I was like, mom, I don't want to run in the sun. That does not sound like fun. Like, no, thank you. And I did it for a season. That was the end of it. And um, that's how, yeah, that's how I'll know with my kids, for example, if they're kicking their shoes off, this is not, okay, they're not, this isn't something they're enjoying. Um, I mean, you've made a commitment, finish the season, but if you're not enjoying it, we'll stop after the season. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that you mentioned the commitment part because my daughter came to me last year and she goes, dad, I want to join the fishing club at school. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. And so I, she goes, what do I do? I said, well, you go to school tomorrow and you ask your activities director who you talk to. So she got the contact info, joined the team. What well, was actually the varsity fishing team because there was apparently high school fishing is a thing. Never knew about okay. it. Um, yeah. And so she joined the team and cause she, she really enjoys fishing at the cabin with my father-in-law and going out and having fun. Well, then she learned what competitive fishing is and mm. She's after the first, and now mind you, there are only three tournaments all season. After the first one, she's like, I don't like it. I want to be done. It's like, <laughs> you can be done at the end of the season. She's like, but yeah. I didn't like it, dad. I said, but you made a commitment mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm going to let you not join again. Uh, but you made a commitment and you got to fulfill your commitment. You can't just quit. And she yeah. didn't like that answer, <laughs> 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 but she did finish out the season, still managed to have a little bit of fun throughout the way. Yeah. And it was funny because my son wasn't doing anything because not being in scouts are like, well, you're going to join too. And so they wound up being in the same boat together okay. and they finished in the top half of the conference, you know, for you had these kids that, you know, like us yeah. with hockey. I mean, they were eat, sleep, drink, fishing. And yeah. these two were finishing ahead of them at the tournaments. In fact, our neighbor wow. who fishes for a different school, um, finish i think third in the conference but the neighbor was more excited about these two and the way they were doing she's like they're, they're not into it like the other kids but they're still killing it it's like i know yeah. i don't know why they're but they, they weren't loving it and they're like we're done it's like okay fulfill your commitment and then you can be done yeah and i think like that's the best part about even if you find something you don't enjoy like that's the skill set that you've just now gained if you can stay with it and be like okay even though i don't like it for the moment I'll get through it. Yep. And then you leave the other end with that ability of, um, you know, okay, I can get through something that's painful, but also too, like so many people quit before they actually give it a chance. And that's the thing too, about being yeah. committed is like, if she didn't like the first one, maybe it was actually something that wasn't even about what she was doing. And then the next one, she's like, actually, this is fun. You know, some people quit because they're not good, but nobody starts off great. You know, like you got to put in the reps, right? But once you've given it a full like shot, you can make that decision. Like, okay, yeah, it's actually not for me. Even if yeah, you're good once, at it. <laughs> once you've given it the old college try, and it was funny because after that first tournament, like they hadn't even gotten home yet. And the neighbor gets home and he's like, they did so awesome. They finished in fourth place. So I was like, wow, that's awesome for their first tournament. Yeah. Didn't even tell us that his kid took first place in the tournament. <laughs> um, 
but they got home and my daughter just killed it. I mean, she, she carried the boat that day. Um, and so I thought she would come home all excited. And she's, I was like, do you have fun? She's like, eh, it was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is how it's going to go. Uh, yeah. but you know, I, I listened to them. Their feedback was you're on the water for eight hours on yeah, it's a long day. competition day. And then during, you know, every week between competition, they were on the, on the water for, th- I keep wanting to say ice. They were on the <laughs> water for, uh, three hours. And she's like, I just like to go out leisurely with Papa. You know, we might be on the water for 20 minutes. So we might be on the water for two hours, but it's like, yeah. And with competitive fishing, it was, you're only catching bass. She's like, I like catching the other fish and you know, and so it was like, I I get where she was coming from. It, it, it's not that she didn't like fishing. She didn't like the competition side of it. And it's like, that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, that's totally relatable for many things in my life too. Like I just, you know, I enjoy the idea of it, you know, but if I had to do this as a competition, like, no, I'm, I just, I just enjoy it. Like if I had to, I like making videos, right. That's what I do. Yep. And like, but if I had to do it where you have to turn around a video every single day, like that's where I'd pull my hair out and be like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But if, if I have my time and I can take my time and be a little bit more creative with it, like, yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'll enjoy that. So I think that's how most people are. <laughs> to be yeah. honest yeah so so you mentioned the videos let's let's go yeah. there because you you like to take video of your games and those were some of the first game videos of beer leaguers that i, I noticed um okay what got you into setting the gopro up you know not only behind your camera but the other goalies and because you guys in toronto do switch ends between periods um yeah. what got you to start filming your games yeah so I think I have to give credit to Trav, Trav, uh, Travis uh, Ridgen and Trav Oilers, obviously, and KVG. They, I saw what they were doing. And because I have a skill set in filmmaking and editing and stuff, I was like, I could probably do something. Now, I looked at what they were doing and I'm like, okay, you got KVG who's making jokes about everything. He's the best in the world. You know, he's, yeah. he's having fun. He's pure entertainment. Then you got Trav who's like actually trying to make it to the league. And this is his journey. And I'm like, that's really cool. And I'm like, if I were to do it, I need to do it differently. And I'm only playing men's league. So I'm like, what can I do? And I had this realization that for YouTube, anybody that goes on YouTube, they're either looking for education or entertainment, but ideally both. And so I was like, how can I make beer league games entertaining, but also educational? And that's when I realized I'm like, well, if I throw up some GoPros, I can actually do a voiceover and review what I did right, what I did wrong. So now you get to watch a beer league game, but only the highlights and the goals or whatever. And then you get to actually learn something from my mistakes. Because at the end of the day, regardless if you're the best in the world or you're not, you could still learn something from somebody else. And so that's why I started with the one GoPro behind me and I did a voiceover for my first video. But then I realized that this is going to take forever because I, I was rewriting and re-recording my voiceover and it just, I was subconscious about it. I didn't, I didn't think people were going to like it. The typical, you know, nobody's going to like this. Why am I doing it? Why am I spending so much time? Right. But yeah. then I realized I'm like, okay, let me just put it out there. And I think what ha- the natural progression was I started putting it out there. And when I got my first 10 subscribers, like, Oh, this is cool. And then I got 50 and I remember running upstairs to Jacqueline, my wife. And I was like, I got 50 subscribers. This is the best thing in the world. Like, holy crap. Um, And then from there, I was just like, how can I make this better? What can I do to improve? And because I had such a busy schedule, I was like, I can't really do too much outside of the game that I'm already playing. So then it hit me. I'm like, well, 
why don't I put a GoPro on my helmet and then just do the voiceover while I'm actually playing? And then it naturally happened where I was like, every time after every period, I felt like I didn't have enough time to go behind my net, take the camera off, go to the other net, put it back on before they drop the puck. So I was like, I just need to have two cameras. I'll put it at both ends and I don't have to worry about that anymore because I just want to focus on the game. And then from there, I was just like, oh, this is cool because now I get to see my team's goals. And then that's where the scoreboard came into it. And then I was just like, okay, cool. I I figured out what what I can do that's different than what everyone else is doing at this time. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Kane and uh, he's awesome. I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, over New Year's when he was in town for the Winter Classic. And we did a shootout together on one of the door rinks. Uh, It was fun. I I saw him where we were going to go. He's like, all right, I'll get an Uber there. He's like, why don't I just pick you up? I've got an SUV. He's yeah. like, but I'm going to have like all my stuff because we're going to be going to the airport. It's like, we'll, we'll make it fit. And I mean, <laughs> he's he's in the front seat. He's got a backpack on top of his poor uh, wife was in the back. She's like, crunch it. <laughs> but we did it. And that and he's and then I dropped him off at the airport. He's like, man, you just saved me probably 100 bucks in Uber fees right now. Yeah. It's like, don't worry. It's like I, I had to come out to the rink, too. So why yeah. not go a little bit out of my way to pick you up? But he, Might as he's. Well. He, like you said, he, he's got that dry sense of humor, uh, yeah. funny about it. And then Trav, I really liked Trav when he started because it was, I, I think when he started, it was, it was an honest, like, this is my journey. Um, and, and it, it was uh, a different feel. And then, then is he kind of, when he went over to Sweden around that time, it, it, it changed a little bit and, um, I don't want to say he got a little cocky and got a little bit of an attitude, but that's really what happened. And it, his stuff's taken a, a different turn that I think has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But, you know, to your point, when he first started, it, it, it was it was really good stuff. Um, yeah. And it was honest. And I, I think Rod, and, you know, those two, you know, as you said, inspired you. And I, I think they did me a little bit, but really it was senior beer league stuff. And, you know, you put a little bit of, you know, effort into it. And then when my, my son had, a, when he was a, back when he was a Cub Scout, had a advancement task where they had to make a short video. So he's like, let's okay. put the GoPro up at your game. I was like, okay. So we did it for one game and he did his thing. It's like, well, this is kind of cool and useful. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I went back and I watched it and I saw what was I doing wrong or what was yeah. I doing good. And, and, you know, so it's like, I'm not going to lie. I do watch the video to see how I can get better. And, you know, if it, my teammates pick on me from time to time, but I'm like, wouldn't you want me to try and get better? Um, because we're yeah. not a very good team to begin with. So we need all the help <laughs> we can get. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's just kind of fun. And it's not like I have a ton of subscribers, but, you know, but other people seem to find it useful, but I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of fun. And, you know, you look at it from the, the side of being a parent and, um, I think it's one of those things, you know, down the road, you, you leave it for your kids and maybe the when the grandkids yep. are around, I can be like, look, I used to be good, somewhat good. <laughs> I used to be able yeah. to, do things. you know, there, there's a little bit of that, that kind of goes into it for me, at least this year is I've been very, um, uh, retrospective thinking of things with how, how my, uh, life has changed. It's like, there's a little bit of that too, but, uh, it, it was really your videos where, you know, you had the scoreboard, you had the, you know, flat, that little animation for highlights and stuff. It's like, I need to up my game and not just, you know, 
I mean, yeah, I'm still using Apple Movie, but I have some Adobe elements in there too. And it's like, it yeah. just makes it look a little bit better. Um, you know, so I, yeah. yeah, it def- I, definitely got me to record my games. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear because like it's it's so strange how it transitioned from, oh, I'm doing this like I legit was like you watching my games to see mm-hmm. what can I do to get better. But then I was just vocalizing it and sharing it with others because in my first video, I, I'm pretty sure I said something like if I know I can learn something for myself, then you probably can, too. And then I think it just prog- like progressed. And I'm just like, this is actually helping people. And and as I continue to grow it, like the puck stops here became something bigger than I even imagined because like, I don't have, I have a decent amount of subscribers, but it's not even about that. It's like people legitimately wanted to buy this hoodie, you know, wanted to support, wanted to represent what the puck stops here's meant. And I was just like, this is really cool. And, and it transitioned from like, okay, not only am I helping them, but like, I'm actually building somewhat of a community here of goalies Mm -hmm. who, who are beer leaguers who, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's for fun. We, we do still want to get better. It's not like it's going to make that much of a difference in our day to day, but you know, we're not getting paid for this, but if I can play a little bit better, stop one more puck, it's a confidence booster. And I think that's what it like people enjoy in these videos. And like, that's why I'm excited to get back to posting. Like I'm literally today editing, um, my return video like it's where i explain where i was what i was doing why i'm back and stuff like that and and so i played my first official game since being back last week so it's going to be i'm going to have a video that explains everything and then i'm going to be back to posting as per i used to um which i'm really excited about because i've missed it people always commenting when are you back what's going on are you okay and i'm just like in my mind i am okay it's just right now i have to focus on doing what i again i made a commitment to going to the states to build an office to build a team and for me i didn't feel okay leaving until i knew that was set up once i felt confident in like the team that we built there i was like okay i can finally go back and do and pursue what it is that i want to do um and yeah like it's so crazy because i'm not even like i literally not quit i guess i kind of did i went from full-time working with them to now like more of a consultant role because i want to focus on a few things including my youtube channel for the puck stops here but there's a few things that i'm going to be doing in the next couple months that i'm really excited about that has nothing to do with anything that i've been doing um and i'm just like that's i finally feel like i have the freedom to do it and uh yeah part of that is the youtube channel too that's awesome. You know, it, it's kind of fun as you get older and you, you start to get that flexibility You do the things you want and not the things you need to do. Um, yeah. it, it is kind of fun. And I, I was thinking about what you were saying and, you know, the, the fact that people want to watch your stuff and, you know, you do a really good job of talking about the technical side of your game and, you know, what you did wrong here and what you did wrong there. And I, you know, I, I thought about, it, I was like, my style is so old that it doesn't res, you know, if I get kids watching, that's not going to help them any. Uh, In fact, if they watch her, like, why aren't you doing, you know, butterfly slides across? And it's like, well, because I just got new pads and now I can, you know, up until this time last year, I couldn't in my old stuff. Um, You know, so I, I think the audience has really gravitated towards my stuff is, you know, people our age and older who, you know, that they like that nineties era goaltending. So that that's yeah. kind of what I've, I've uh, gravitated towards. And it, it's funny yeah. once you find that, that audience, no matter how small like mine is or, or, or you 
you know, growing like yours is. It's it's funny when you don't put anything out for a little bit of time and people are like, well, you know, they're kind of like that Dave Chappelle me, like you got any more content? <laughs> Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even bigger payouts. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THP- THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. It's and it, and it's. I, I almost feel not obligated in a negative way, but like I, I feel like you know, I, I helped. Like I've been helping so many goalies, and like I feel like I want to continue doing that. Like that was something that actually drove me to keep going. And you know, because yep. with YouTube, obviously there's ups and downs with it. Like event, at some points, it feels like oh, this is you know feeling like a job, and I didn't want it to feel like a job. I need to take a break and. Um, and there were times like that for me where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a break for a little bit of time. But ultimately, um, when I took a really long break, it's been eight months now or no, the last post I did was December, like literally last Christmas. I was like, here's a gift for everybody, not knowing it would be the last post for a while. <laughs> um, and then literally I haven't, haven't made anything, but I do have some content that outside of the one video that I'm working on right now and the game that I played, I, um, back when I was consistently uploading i created like a membership site um where anybody who bought a hoodie got access to it and i actually like created these really in-depth video reviews of goals and like so in my normal videos it was maybe a 15 to 30 second minute tops overview of why the puck went in these are like three four five minute long videos really going into depth onto like the three major or the four major things i could have did differently and so i have this idea right now where to get people like to kind of start posting again, I'm going to post my return video and then post those because I do believe those truly will help a lot of people. And then yeah. I'll interweave my normal content that everyone's kind of used to there. Yeah. Well, that That's like in goal. Part of their membership is the pro reads where they do just that. Yeah. And I think back to my last game and I wouldn't have to do an in-depth three minute video on why the first goal went in and what could I have done differently what I could have done differently is told my defenseman not to touch the puck because uh, yep. it was coming. I'm watching my glove and he's, you know, maybe two feet in front of me and he just takes his stick, goes like that and puts it right over my glove. And he turns around, he goes, yep. oh, I should have let it go. I was like, yep. yes. When, and I looked at him, he said, when there's nobody between you and me, don't touch yep. the puck. And he's like, I'll see what I can do. But you know, natural yeah. <laughs> it, that, like, it's such it. an instinct yeah some players there's this one player that comes to mind the moment you said that where every single time he tries to stop the puck and in my mind i'm like your twig is like this big i'm so much bigger like just yeah. let me hit let it hit me it's it i mean it's part of the fun of the game too because like i think 
the number one reason why I love being a goalie is that it's always different. It always keeps you on your toes. It's so fast paced. You have no time to overthink anything. Yeah. You just react and you trust yourself. I think for anybody who's thinking about being a goalie or anybody who is a goalie, like when you really think about what it is that you're doing, it's you're building up a skill and relying on the way you've taught yourself or been taught to that. You're going to stop these pucks and it just builds up that self-confidence and I'm not saying goalies are the most confident players on the ice there, but you have to have a lot of confidence to step in front of the puck, especially depending on what level you're playing at, but at any level. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. <laughs> and e even if you don't have that confidence for that night, you better have a good poker face because yes. the confidence you exude is absorbed by your teammates. Um, yeah. You know, if you go out there with a the bad attitude, they, they play different. I, I think back to my coaching days, depending on who is in net, the team played differently because wow, of the yeah. confidence those goalies exuded. Um, you know, I, the last beer league championship I won, I just, I was filling in for a summer for a team. Cause it was funny there, their goalie was out of town or something. So I filled in for like three weeks and we went on a roll and he came back and he's like, well, he's, he's hot. Let him keep playing. Well, then we go into the playoffs and we just keep winning. We get all yeah. the way to the championship game. And I'm like, am I playing? And, and the captain's like the goal. Our goal is like, just let it roll. And, and we go into the game and we wound up winning the game. And I was just walked in that day. as like confident and like, let's win this thing boys. And we wound up yeah. winning the game two to one. And it was just that confidence rubbed off on them. And it rubbed off on me too, because it, it's not often. I only allow two goals or less in a, <laughs> in a uh, beer league game. And then this is a championship and I only let one in and th there was a flurry at the, the last two minutes empty net like at the other end and they were just peppering me it's like whew, yeah that went out and got a t-shirt for the wardrobe and a few beers afterwards <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's oh my gosh when you when you're in the zone like it's really yeah. hard for you to like i it's hard to explain it to somebody like there's many times where i'm on the ice and saves that i'm making i'm like how did i do that like i even surprised myself and it's just like you're right when you have that confidence you make things happen you make the saves you make you know, you stop the play, you do whatever you need to do because you're in the zone. But then the moment I've had in games where like one moment you let it slip and that's when they score on you and you're just like, wow, it's it's crazy how quickly it can turn if you're not focused. Yeah. But on the flip side, when you're in a rut in a game and you just you're like, no, that's enough. And all of a sudden yeah. that switches flip the other way. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes and it's going to happen is like you're trying your hardest to flip that switch and there's nothing you could do to do it. No matter what, your team is just letting them by, letting them shoot, letting two on O's, whatever it is. Like you can only do so much as a goalie. And again, I think that's why I really love the position is that it truly prepares you for life because life is always never fair. You know, you always got to be ready for that defenseman to take the puck over your shoulder, you know, and, <laughs> and yeah. But that's the fun part is like at the end of the day, it's a game, you know, like yeah. I did my best. It was fun. Cool. You know, you talk about sometimes no matter how good you're playing, scoreboard isn't going to reflect it because of your team. Nope. And that's where I've really come to like the um, Stop It Goaltending Game Day app by Brian okay, DeCore yeah. because you track the game a completely different way and it tells you how many goals should you have let in based on the way things happen. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I was looking, I'd been doing that for my games this probably last eight months or so. Uh, since I had Brian on the, the podcast and some of these games where I let in six, seven goals, you know, 
I go back and look at it, I feel pretty good about the way I play because it's saying I should have let in about that. In fact, when I yeah. go back and look, I'm within about one, one and a half goals of yeah. my expected goals against. And it's like my actual goals against average and our win-loss record doesn't show a lot of good play. But when I look at it that way, mm -hmm. I, I feel better about myself because there's those games where you get shelled, but you still feel like you played well. And it's like, well, yep. did I? Well, this app kind of helps com confirm that you did. Uh, it, it takes into effect the, uh, yeah. the team in front of you. It's it's. Really I gotta cool. I gotta look into that because I. It's funny when I look back at one of my best games that I've ever played. It was when I was uh, playing against a team just called Brampton. It's one of the cities nearby, and um, if they you're were a hockey us. fan and don't know of the town of Brampton. Yeah, not a hockey fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you got the you got the battalions and stuff. And so we were playing and I let in six goals. Okay. But I'm yep. telling you, I probably got 60 to 75 shots. But I had fun because every yep. new time that they came down on me, I'm like, this team is just so much better than our team that is getting me to it's allowing me the opportunity to push myself. And I think that's the thing that I love when I play against these higher tier um teams and in general is just like when you're playing against somebody so much better it's yeah it doesn't matter what the score is you can't look at the score and be like i'm bad because i let in six goals it's like but how many shots yeah what's your team in front of you doing but again like if you take those opportunities as a challenge i think people will realize like oh no that's actually more fun when i'm getting peppered with shots versus getting five shots a period it, it really is and I, I say it selfishly because if you, you've listened to some of my stuff uh, in fact, I had one of my high school goalie partners on. That was my high school career. We were getting 50, 60 shots a game. So I like the work. I like those busy games because you just, you get into a zone where you don't even have time to think. And it's just like, boom, boom, boom. But those are also the games. I don't know if you've encountered it where the scoreboard might say it's like, I don't know, six to one. And you make a save and the guy's like, would you, would you just let me have one? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this happened at a game not too long ago where that happened. And the guy's like, just let me have one. And I, I looked at him. I, I it just kind of <laughs> went like this and went, you already got seven. How many more do you need? And he just kind of started laughing. He goes, doesn't feel like it, you know, but yeah. those are the games where you're just, you're playing your butt off. And even though that other team is, you know, beating you guys good, they don't feel like they're beating you. You know, and in the handshake exactly. line, they're like, oh, we, we got lucky there. We squeaked one out. It's like, no, you really didn't. But yeah, <laughs> those those are fun games. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I absolutely, that that's probably one of my favorite things and probably why I continue to be a goalie is like when somebody's like, yeah, can you just let me score? It's like, I almost have pride in like, nope, nope. I will not let you score unless unless you try. One of, actually, there was a game it was probably the the video on my channel with the most views where there was a brawl. The, there was like the guy who... Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But in between, while they were trying to sort it all out, their team was shooting on me while I was just waiting and I didn't let them score. And I was like, don't ever let them <laughs> score. Like, it doesn't matter. And like, even literally the guy went to the right. I just put my paddle up, stopped it. And they're and I'm just like, you never, you don't ever let them score. It doesn't matter. And and that's, oh, it's so much fun. I don't think anybody who hasn't been a goalie doesn't understand the feeling of stopping somebody, especially yeah. when you know 100% that was going in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've gotten pretty good at breakaways because of my flexibility. And so it's really fun to like cheat to force guys to do something. And yeah. just as you're coming in, like, I know it's about to happen. And this is going to be fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> when you know their move or you know, like, yeah, I'm going to work them. They're, they have no idea what's about to come. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. <laughs> or, or when you make those saves, like I love stacking the pads or, yeah. you know, some of those. And when you make those saves and the guy shooting just like smiles and like shakes his head as they skate away and they're like, it, it's like um, uh, Ron Burgundy. I'm not even mad. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. I love that feeling. Yeah. So I want to be mindful of time because I know you and I could talk all night. Um, yeah. If you if you listen to any of the episodes, you know I finish up with ten questions, same questions yep. I've asked every single um, uh, guest. And I, I do want to tell people if you go to the blog, I'll link it in the show notes. Did a write up with you, so we, we've skipped over some things like you know uh, your background because it's in there. I don't want to rehash it, and I want to drive selfishly i want to drive people to the block um but the first question what is the craziest coaching moment from your playing days where a coach just lost it oh uh, an angry coach oh oh that's a good one they don't necessarily have to be angry it can be okay. funny okay okay <laughs> this, so this is a really funny moment that i'll never forget so it's i only played triple a for one season um and without going into too much detail it was the last try the last attempt i had of playing triple a made the team it was an amazing opportunity i played a game I got a shutout. After the game, the coach comes in and he says, what did you have for dinner tonight? As in like, this is what you need to eat every night. And I was yeah. like, McDonald's. And he's like biting his tongue because he doesn't want to tell me, well, that's what you have to do before every game. But he kind of said like, oh, okay, well, maybe you need to eat more McDonald's. And it was not a plug for McDonald's, but like, yeah, that was probably one of the craziest things. The fact that the coach admitted like, okay, maybe this is what you got to do. I didn't follow that advice and I didn't get shut out <laughs> after shut out, but it was really funny to hear a coach agree to that. It's funny. That, that reminds me of uh, it was summer league hockey in high school. We were playing at uh, what's now Arctic Ice. It used to be called the Oron Park Ice Arena. And I make this save. I'm on my left side, down in the butterfly, just past the post. Puck goes to a guy in the other circle, wide open, nobody on him, open net, he fires it. And I just dive across, Superman like this, <laughs> glove open, yeah. hits my glove. I didn't catch it, but I hit, stopped it. Team got the puck and went the other way. Nice. We're in the locker room after the game. I'm taking my stuff off. And my, as my teammate's saying, how in God's green <laughs> earth did you stop that puck? I'm taking my chest protector off, and I'm wearing a Superman T-shirt. It's just the no blue shirt with way. the Superman logo. And I just oh, take perfect. it off and I went like this and like the whole locker room just lost. It was like perfect timing. <laughs> like, oh. how did you do that? And it's just like, yeah, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So note to self, always wear a Superman shirt yeah. in the event that ever happens. I love it. Well, the rest of the summer, they're like, you need to wear that shirt every game. So like, I, yep. I wound up doing it, but it was just so funny. How did that happen? <laughs> and there's the Superman shirt. Um, oh, now I know this timing. answer. But what yep. is your favorite all-time goalie mask? Oh, well, I mean. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious because I own it. But it's the Cujo. Yeah. It's the Toronto Maple Leaf Cujo. This is my all-time favorite design. It's so cool. And I actually liked it when he went red when he played for Detroit for that you know season. Yep. But I still, like, to be honest, if this wasn't a, a safety hazard, I would still be wearing this helmet to the day because I love the paint job that much. So, yeah, it, Cujo. As a Belfour fan, I appreciated it. Um, yeah, I didn't appreciate him when he played, but having read his book, I don't know if you read his book, but I have so much respect for the guy. Um, yeah, 
just didn't like him when he played. Although I remember <laughs> watching that game when he played when he was with the Oilers, that playoff game. Everybody knows the Cujo playoff game, and I just remember sitting yeah. there like, "What is going on? Like, <laughs> this is unreal." Um, yeah. So the yeah. next question: What's your favorite rink that you've played at? Oh, that's a good question. I have to say my favorite rink is probably um, Lake Placid because that's where like, you know, the miracle happened. Everything happened. I got to play there in a tournament and it was just surreal being in that arena, knowing what happened there many, many years ago. And I'm just like, just like it just was a beautiful arena. And then getting to play, I think by far, that's probably the best arena to date. Yeah. My son's best friend, his little brother, is a uh, squirt goalie, and he just went out to a goalie camp out there this summer. And I don't know who was more excited, him (laughs) or his mom who took him out there. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, there there was a little bit of uh, goalie envy knowing he got to go out there and play because that's one of those rinks I want to one day make it to. Um, yeah, it, honestly, it's totally worth. I mean, I had a tournament, but if we like, if you could figure out a way to get there, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love to play there. Um, so, what is your favorite stick that you've used? That's a great question because I find like I know some goalies are very gear like gearheads. Like everything mm-hmm. has to be particular, and you know what? I I've been playing with. Um, oh, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, like not composites, the, um, the foam, uh, core. Um, foam core. Yeah. So my whole life I played with like foam core. Right. And one day there was a stick that was left outside of an arena. I'm talking like weeks. It was just left there weeks and weeks and weeks. I'm like, you know what? It's a composite. I've never tried it. Nobody's clearly claiming it. I'm going to try it. So I tried it and absolutely loved the idea of the composite, but it was a little short for me. It was a CCM premiere or something like that. So now I actually got, there's a new stick, um, where, forget the name of it right now but it's like all black like it's no name type of thing oh yeah the all black hockey stick that's what it is yeah it's just all black and i can't tell you how much i love this stick like the fact that it's a affordable for a beer leaguer and b it's just as good as what you would get for a 300 stick it hasn't broken on me it has pretty good flex i feel like i can shoot the puck pretty good on it i absolutely will not not go with these sticks moving forward unless i'm in a pinch my stick breaks and i have to go get whatever's at the pro shop but yeah the all black i'm actually really happy with it I've heard good things about them. And then uh, I go to the Let's Play Hockey Expo every year with my son. Yeah. And I, I've seen the six. And yeah, I when I pick them up and mess around with them at the Expo, I, I like them. Them and the no-name hockey six, you know, they, they yeah. seem like good ones. Um, yeah. So that's I do have, good to know. I do have to say, once I went from foam core to composite, it, it's hard to think to go back to foam core, though. I liked it, but they're just so much heavier. Yeah. I See... I know my sticks are heavy, but my first goalie stick was a wooden Titan goalie stick. That was a senior <laughs> that was yeah. way too big for me. So like I'm used to such heavy sticks that even a foam core to me is a light yeah. stick where I, I almost worry when I do finally make the switch to composite, if that will be too light, like will you know my what, stick though? be off the ice? Cause it's too light. So here's something interesting. I was going to mention that. So working with Nick DeHaan, one of the things that he was teaching me before I stopped, you know, because I had to leave, he was starting to teach me about how to play with your stick off the ice. And in your mind, you're like, that seems ridiculous. But the way that he coaches is like, no, by the time you're in your butterfly, you have the seal. But because you have your stick up off the ice, now you have more like uh, mobility with your blocker to make the save to go into the corner. And then I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But it feels weird with your stick 
a not covering your five yeah. hole and b being off the ice but i mean once you try it you might notice now with your new pads when you go into the five hole it'll actually be where you need it to be well one thing i did this year is i, I um ordered a warrior off of pro stock hockey and it's hmm. colin dioya return and i ordered it because i had the trigger grip i've been wanting okay. to try trigger grip absolutely yeah. love it but it's a shorter paddle that i'm used to i usually go with about a 27 27 and a half inch paddle and i oh, think this one's yeah. 25 so it's noticeably shorter and i notice that allows me when i'm down in the butterfly you know my arms really don't move as i go down now and so it's kind yeah. of the same idea but the sticks on the ice the whole time uh um, yeah and yeah and it it was actually on ingle they've been talking about you know some goalies going with shorter paddles now for that reason i'm like well let's give it a try and see how i like it i don't yeah. hate it i'll put it that way i'm still getting used to it uh, but I love the trigger grip. So yep. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, I'm so I'm six foot and a half and I'm like, I was using a 27 inch paddle. And then when finally someone was like, that's way too long for you, you're, you shouldn't be using that. Mm -hmm. You need more of a 25 and a half, 26. I was like, there's no way. And when I started using, I, yeah, I got, I think my black stick is either 25 or 26. I think it's a 25 and I've, I love it because nobody's making five hole saves standing up anymore. It doesn't happen. I am. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes. Okay. Most most people. Yeah. Who, yes. I am. Cooper goalie is. Uh, I think Bonesy is when he's got his old old school pads on. <laughs> yeah. The, for, yes. If you're gonna play the old school style, I, I should rephrase that. If you're playing new school, then for sure you don't need a bigger stick. But yeah, old school yeah. you definitely need the longer stick. Yeah. But it's like I mentioned that first Titan stick I had that was a senior, and I was a squirt using it, but. You know, I, I think back to my childhood favorite goalie of Eddie Belfort, and, you know, he had that arm up like this. So yeah. I, that's how I played most of my life where I had the big paddle and just got so used to the arm up like this that when I bring yeah. that arm down to be more of that Quebec butterfly style of, you know, hands in close, it feels weird. And I notice more pucks going that way. So I almost feel like I need that taller paddle to help with, yeah. that, you know. Um, totally. So the next question is, what's your favorite youth hockey memory? My favorite youth hockey memory. You know, going back to, again, a lot of my memories. Um, okay, I got two. One is back in the day, Tim Hortons used to have these. Uh, they, when you bought chocolate milk, it wasn't in like a little carton. It used to be yeah. an actual like glass, like a paper cup. And mm -hmm. I remember one of my childhood memories was every time I'd have a game, I'd get the largest cup of chocolate milk and I absolutely loved it. So that was just a fond memory related to going to the rink. But um, going back to when I made the AAA team, and I, I might have talked about this in a video one time, but if not, um, when I finally tried out, the coach on the team, it was the last tryout, and he every player gets to go into the room to have a one-on-one -on -one with the coach, and that's where he tells you whether or not you made the team. Mm -hmm. And I'm fully... I went into the whole thing and I don't recommend this to anybody who, especially if you're young and you're trying out for big teams, don't ever go in with the mindset. You're not going to make it. No, like whatever you do, don't do it because I mean, on one end, it made me feel not pressured. Like it was just, I'm going to have fun. It's the last time I have the opportunity, but at the same time, like you do want to be a little bit more focused, but we went into the room as my mom and I, and he looks at me and he's like, so why haven't you ever played triple a before? And I'm like, well, I never thought I was good enough. So I just never tried out. He's like, you should have been here six years ago. And so <laughs> the reason why it's a, it's a fond memory, it's because 
it made me believe in myself. Like it mm -hmm. gave me this utmost confidence of like, you should always believe in yourself and you should never discount your ability to try something that you've never tried before. And so like that really has stuck with me my whole life. Um, and then more importantly, I was kind of a little upset with myself because I was like, well, shoot, if I was here six years ago, where would I be today? Um, yeah. So it's a really interesting, I, it's a fond moment, but it's also one of those moments of like, okay, moving forward, don't ever do, don't ever not do something because you don't think you're good enough because you don't know until you try. So I, yeah. I, tr I cherish that moment a lot. Yeah. And I, I like that advice of, you know, going to those meetings with confidence, going to those meetings, knowing you belong there. Cause I was going in my senior year, I tried out for a junior team for a league that didn't make it past its first year. In fact, the team folded halfway through and right. we were the only team North of the Mason Dixon line. Every other team was down in Florida, Georgia, Louisiana, like all through there. And then because, so whenever we would have to travel, we'd have to travel for a while. So yeah. instead of three goalies, team was allowed to keep four, you know, there were four goalies at practice and we were getting ready for the first road trip. So the coaches meeting with each goalie and, my high school season hadn't started yet. And so I was like, I need to make a decision here. Am I going to play juniors this year? And I had, I had it worked out with my school because practices were at 6 a.m. at the strength about an hour away from the house. So I was going to do that. And then I would just have study hall first period. School is going to be great. And yeah. so the coach, you know, calls me in to talk to him. And he goes, you have anything to say? I said, yeah. So what's the plan with me? Am I going to be getting playing time? Because I believe I should have it. Or should I go back to my high school team and, you know, get the varsity ice time there? And the coach was just like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, this is a heck of a commitment. I'm ready to make it, but I want to make sure you're committed to me the way I am to this team. And he was just kind of taken aback. And he's like, well, we, we've got four of you and we, we plan on using all four of you. If you really want, you know, more ice time, I, I would recommend going back to your high school team. I went, okay. Mm. I was like, all right, um, I, I won't be here for practice tomorrow. And he was just like, wait a minute, what? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to my high school team. And then, you know, tryouts began. And my coach, he was in his first year, you know, I step on the ice for tryouts. And he, he kind of called me out in the, you know, stretching. He's like, I didn't think you were going to be here. I thought you were playing juniors this year. I said, yeah, I wanted to play. So, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm glad yeah. I made that decision because, you know, playing four years with your high school buddies is so much fun. And yeah. even that senior year, there were some great memories, but it, it, it was, I went in there with confidence and I, I wasn't um, worried about either decision I made. I, I was comfortable with both ones, but it, it was just kind of funny that a lot of coaches aren't expecting you to come in with that confidence. They think they, they have that, um, I don't want to say power over you, but they think they're the ones that have yeah. just that, the power. And it's like, you control a lot of that yourself as the player, no matter totally. how and you I, are. Yeah. And I think, I think you made something really like something just stood out is like the reason why I think I was still able to succeed is maybe not, not that I went in with these, this confidence, but you mentioned like, you don't have, you don't care either way in terms of like, okay, I have my options. I'm confident in the options that I have. So for yep. me, I was just like, well, if I don't make triple A, I'll just go back to double A, you know? So yep. That is, I think, the key is just making sure you know you know what the options are and being okay with either. Like, I didn't put everything into one basket saying, I have to make this AAA team, um, and I didn't think I was. So, yeah, that totally makes sense. And uh, that's probably the advice to take from that is just, like, 
just be okay with either outcome. Don't put, don't put so much pressure on yourself for one or the other. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, in my professional career now where it's like, if I go into a meeting with my boss and a review and I think I deserve a uh, raise, I'm going to yep. state my case, but if I don't get it, I'm not going to be upset either. Or if yeah. I go in saying, I got this job offer, I want to stay here. What can you do? Yeah. Be, be ready for them to say, we can't do anything and yep. be okay going to the other company. Exactly. Um, so the next question, what's the best chirp you've heard on the ice, off the ice, directed at you, not directed at you? Ooh, the best chirp. Oh, that's a good one. This isn't a chirp, but the funniest, one of the funniest things on ice that I heard was a ref asked me if I wanted a piece of gum, which is <laughs> so bizarre. Um, chirp. Oh, that's a tough one. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I don't think I really have gotten, I mean, once I started putting the GoPros up, I definitely get a lot of those. Oh, put that on sports center. I'll see that on ESPN tonight or stuff like that. But yeah, I don't, I'm trying to think back to my earlier times and I don't think I got too much chirps, but definitely now with the cameras, I think that's the number one thing. It's not my play. Yeah. I think I'm fortunate enough that I'm playing at a level where, you know, I'm, I'm able to stop most of the pucks that come my way. So most of the chirps are just like when they finally score, Oh, that's going to go on a highlight. Um, and they will, they will go up on my own. <laughs> well, I like when we make the ridiculous save and the guy that shoots, he's like, that one's going to make the highlights, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they point to the camera. But you, I love you talk, it. You talk about the ref offering you gum. There was uh, these brothers that would work our uh, goalie camp in the summer, but they were refs, the schmuck brothers. We, we always <laughs> call them the schmucks. And if I wasn't playing a game, they always had Jolly Ranchers in their pockets. And okay. in high school, they'd be skating by throwing Jolly Ranchers at me. So I had candy <laughs> on the bench. And the one day, my one coach, he's looking over. He goes, did the ref just throw something at you? It's like, yeah, he threw me an apple Jolly Rancher. He's like, yeah. what is going on here? It's like, I know these guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the next question, what is the worst post-game beer? So I actually have to admit, I do not drink. So I would say, in my opinion, every every beer is the worst beer. Like, it's just something I didn't have acquired when I was younger. Um, I know a yeah. lot of people in their teenage years, they they trial and error. But for me, I was just like, ah, I'm going to stick away, stay away from alcohol. It wasn't something that I was interested in. And then to this day, I think because I didn't develop the palate, I just now yeah. everything I've ever sipped just tastes horrible to me. And good for you. And it's interesting because I'm getting... I'm wondering if I need to actually change this question. I've been thinking about it for a couple of weeks. There's more and more goalies I talk to, you know, have either sobered up or don't drink. And I've actually talking to non-goalies too, just people since COVID. Yeah. You know, I, I think some people, they maybe drank a little bit more because they were home and everything else. But more, yeah. more than most, I would say more people are like, I'm not just drinking. I'm not drinking much anymore. Um, yeah. In fact, myself, I, I used to brew beer. I, I like it. Oh, but no for it's like i'm not gonna brew you know and get two cases of beer when it it took me probably three months to go through a four pack at home so i'm like yeah i don't necessarily need a two you know two cases um yeah so i will change that question to say <laughs> what's the worst post-game beverage then the worst post-game beverage i think one time i accidentally I made a, a protein shake, but then I left it in the fridge. And then when I got home, I drank it, but it, like somehow solidified a little bit. I don't know why, because I guess whatever was in it, it got a little bit like thick and it just, 
it did yeah that was not it did not taste good so if you make a protein shake drink it yeah. after you right away after you drink it yeah well it's um you see a lot of these uh social media influencers pushing athleta greens and yeah. my wife got them for a while and she tried getting me to drink them and i was like this stuff tastes like dirt with yeah. a hint of grass like nope. <laughs> and i've seen people like bring that to the rink as like what is wrong with you do you want to poop your pants on the ice doing that or what yeah. <laughs> um oh, thank you yeah so, some of those shakes and supplements like they are not drinking them because they taste good no no i actually came across one um one of the guys that was one of our clients he actually acquired a company and this isn't to promote his company but it actually yeah. tastes good it's called zuma juice and what it is is basically all the greens that you need in a day in a little packet that you just put in water and oh, honestly cool. it tastes like candy like one of the flavors is like peach ring candy and i'm not lying it actually tastes like you're drinking peach rings now i'm going to preframe with if you don't like sugary drinks like if you don't like the idea of <laughs> tasting sweet then you won't like it but there's not a lot of sugar in it. It just is yeah. very sweet, but I have a sweet tooth. So I'm like sounding these things back. I love them. So when but, I was yeah. coaching, our parkas had these little pockets right here. And I, I would start every game with a big bag of Sour Patch Kids. Oh, so nice. yeah, okay. I, I've got a sweet tooth. And it was funny because you could tell how good the game was going by how many Sour Patch Kids I had at the end of a period or at the end of, if I had any left <laughs> after a game, that meant the game was real good. And then if I was sharing them with the backup goalie, Things were going great. That's um, awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. a really funny indication. So when you tape your stick, do you go heel to toe or toe to heel? Heel to toe, hundred okay. percent. Because I'm I'm one of the guys that tape from like the top part and then go down and around the blade. Same. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I love well, it. and you're in the majority, and I, I think we we did that as kids growing up because of those old wood sticks. You, you had to exactly. do that to protect the heel. Um, these they would always fall today, apart. Yeah, these young kids today just don't understand because they not, have no you know, clue. <laughs> back then, you could throw some wood glue in there and add some more weight to your stick and stick it in the clamp overnight, and you save your stick, get you know some more life out of it. You yeah. can't really do that with the composite sticks. It's if the heel is shot, like the heel shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you can't save it. So, what is your favorite number to wear and why? Yeah, so. All my life, I grew up wearing 30 because there was only one or 30 and 30 was the closest to Curtis Joseph's 31. So I grew up just wearing 31 or sorry, 30. And 30. that even though it's on the back of my hoodie, if you, if you can see it, it's literally just 30 is my number and that's just what I wear. And um, yeah, I think it's just, unfortunately, I didn't get to really choose, but I have to admit I did for one season wear the number 69 because if you watch Goon, that nut when he says, get 69 from the crowd, I'm like, that's so funny that I just need to do that to live that once. And that was the funniest number, but I definitely just enjoy 30. It's always cringe when you, you see the beer league team come out and there's that one guy wearing 69. He's usually probably 350 pounds to begin yep. with. with yep. You know, it's, I don't want to say he's got the tinted visor, but the odds are good that he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's even worse when he's wearing the roller hockey pants. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a, uh, it, it was not one of my highlight number choices, but, and it's funny. Cause like you would think if I had now men's like I have the choice to pick my number and I still pick 30, even though I could pick 31, but I think it's just now that's my number. So I just right. wouldn't yeah. change it. Yeah. No, I totally get it. Uh, so the last question, what advice do you have for young boys? Yeah. Um, 
I have a lot of advice, but I think my number one advice is kind of what we talked to talked about a little bit earlier is like, if you were playing, especially goaltending, do it because you love it, because it's fun, because you see the passion and the opportunity you have to develop yourself as an individual. But more importantly, like, just remember, it's a game. Like, I think yeah. a lot of people put too much pressure on themselves, like we talked about. And I think at the end of the day, I think KVG has the best. I wish I came up with it. But like all roads lead to beer league. And it's true. Like if yeah. you're seven, you're eight, you're 15, like no matter what, you are going to end up in beer league unless you absolutely don't want to play hockey anymore, even if you make it to the NHL. So yeah. it's just a game. Have fun. Do the best you can. And if you're if you're similar to us and you want to keep getting better, just keep focusing on what you need to do to improve. And the number one active, act, like actionable tip, film yourself. No matter what, even if you're not making a YouTube channel, you won't, you can't, I can't express how much my game improved the moment I started reviewing my own game Same. because I saw that my hand was out here instead of being here or my block or whatever. Like you don't actually see what you're doing wrong until you physically see it. No, so. that, that that's great advice. Cause my son being a baseball player, I've taken video of him, you know, in his swing. I, when he was pitching, I was taking pick cause he was coming kind of sidearm. And I was like, you got to yeah. come over. And once he saw it and, he could make that connection and video I, every goalie school. Now they, they have the iPads out there doing video yeah. uh, to show these kids so they can see it real time. Uh, and that, that is great advice. You know, don't, yeah. don't think kids are, you know, don't get that feeling of, Oh, I can't video. People are going to think I'm Hollywood or something. It's like, no, you're, yeah. you're trying to be better for your teammates. And if they don't understand that, Oh, well, you're still, exactly. you know, you're there for yourself anyway. Yeah. So I, I, that's, that's my biggest advice. Cause that's, what's helped me the most. And yeah. Yeah. Even if like, here's the thing too, like people are like, Oh, do I need a good camera? No. Like I still shoot on the GoPro hero four, you know, yeah. they have the hero 10 or 11 out now, but like, you don't need the best of the best. You just need something that works. So yeah, that's, yeah. I think the best advice. I was using the first generation GoPro until last year when for Christmas, my kids got me the nice. hero nine for Christmas. Yeah. Cause they're like, dad, that, hero one like it's got a scratch on the screen and everything and yeah. i was like okay so they got me the upgrade and i think nice. part of it was selfishly so i could you know use that cabin and <laughs> you know in the lake and stuff but it's like yeah yeah it, it doesn't matter how good the camera it's just set it up yeah exactly. and, and learn from it uh exactly. well sam it's been great talking to you it's uh I'm excited that we're going to start seeing more of your content again because I, I always look forward to it. The uh, the rotating puck stops here logo. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I love it. Um, awesome. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. And I'm I'm excited. Like, this is a great, like, when you at first asked me to come on the podcast, I'm like, I want to time it. So when I'm about to post, like, it's now I'm finally getting back into it. And like, so now I got to do this. Now I'm going to be posting, hopefully, fingers crossed, yeah. this Sunday will be my first video back. Um, and then it'll just pressure's be on, on. There. pressure's on. Yeah. <laughs> I got some time. I'm almost done. So that's the key is almost being done. So yeah. Yeah. That, that's awesome. So, yeah. uh, well, we'll keep in touch. And, uh, if you're ever in the twin cities, we'll have to get together and grab some pops for sure. Yes. Well, thank you. All right. Let's end this here. So I will get. Sam and I have been friends on social media for a few years now. As mentioned in our discussion, his videos inspired me to make mine better. It was nice to get a chance to talk to Sam face-to-face, -face, even if it was over a video call. Be sure to follow Sam's YouTube channel by searching 
for the puck stops here. Do the same to find them on Instagram and Twitter as well. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights, and of course all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel this Christmas season, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. Be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are too many to list here, but shows like the Nassau Men Hockey Podcast, the Broadway Boys Hockey Podcast, and the Sentinel Podcast can all be found. If you're looking for something good to read, get yourself a subscription to Vintage Tendy Magazine. Published quarterly, the magazine takes a deep dive into a goalie from the 80s or 90s, and in the first five issues alone, they've covered Felix Potvin, Grant Fuhr, Tim Shevelday, Jocelyn Peeble, Ken Reggett, John Van Beesbrook, and episode 20 guest mask painter and creator Don Strauss. The latest issue on Darren Poopa should be hitting the mailbox any day now. I need to thank the band Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my episodes. You can download their music from iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. And I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you're a brand who wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. Good news? Well, Dave.